Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little bit of the popular culture, because we're going to be talking a little bit of the wrestling today. Uh, Money in the Bank is happening this weekend, same time as the Game of Thrones uh, finale, so it'll be interesting to watch the ratings kind of start off pretty good, and then massively dip uh, for Money in the Bank while it's... uh, once it hits 9 o'clock. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And you know if I'm talking wrestling, I got my buddy Mac here with me. How's it going, Mac? Good, man. How are you? Oh, not so bad. Um, good to have you back. Quick turnaround this time because uh, we like to kind of just do the, uh, we, you know, we don't like to talk about, like, backlash and those sort of, like, uh, kind of strange podcasts but or strange, like, uh, like the, the kind of filler pay-per-views that happen, right? So but we, we kind of do the big four around here, or at least our version of the big four. Um, cause I don't count uh, survivor series as part of the big four anymore. Um, so we do uh, WrestleMania SummerSlam, which is in, uh, up here in Kenyatta in Toronto this year, uh, Royal rumble of, and, uh, money in the bank and replace of survivor series. Um, th- this one, I gotta say not as excited about money in the bank for this one as I usually am. Um, this is usually one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year because it's, it, it, it's sets up a lot of like swerves. Uh, the money in the bank concept um, is one of the best things they've going. They can, they, it can go for as, as long or as short as, as they would like it to. For instance, last year, Alexa bliss won and then cashed it in the same night before that in the women's, it was uh, Carmella who held on to it for like, I think it was a record time for someone holding on to the money in the bank before she cashed it in, uh, that sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, God, it's a lot of fun, but the, the, you know, when we do spend the few times talking about wrestling on this podcast, we, we try to be as positive as possible. We don't want to be, cause there's, if you, there's thousands of other podcasts that you, if you want to listen to them, just bag on the WWE and how bad it is. Like, I mean, you can find that elsewhere, but, you know, I find myself coming in on this one going like, boy, it, I mean, it hasn't been great, <laughs> like writing wise. I don't know how, how attached have you been watching recently, Mac? I have not been watching. <laughs> I've, I've caught very little. Hmm. Um, I've been I, fast forwarding a lot. I gotta say it's, I heard it's, it's not been great. I mean, I heard NXT is pretty good. I was reading um, the recent wrap-ups about that. Yeah, that's and still I, good. Sorry. I got word of mouth about basically the the way it's been. It was like, well, all right, well, then I'm really not inclined to go out of my way to watch uh, SmackDown or Raw. Because that, that's, that's it. I follow NXT. Hmm. I will go out of my way to watch the other stuff if I hear it's worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> and it had exactly. not been. <laughs> no, it's, it's – this is – uh, I mean, in, in terms of storyline buildup for this pay-per-view, it's 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 been one of the worst. It's been a real rush job, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just, you know, if I don't know if after 40 years, Mac, they're just finally out of ideas, right? Like, just... Well, the, the, the more we see Vince, mm. I only assume that means the more uh, control or something that he has. Mm. And he's really sounding like he's losing it. Like I don't, 
he's wish not a young man. Yeah, and and you know I don't wish that upon anybody, but like you know maybe he is maybe he is getting senile. I might as well just go out there and say it. You know, like seventy three years old Vince McMahon is right now. Yeah, like I mean, in August. It's not it's not too crazy of a of a of a thing to to mm. suspect in this case. And if he's trying, you know, oh, some ratings are down. I gotta get in there. It's my job and something I can fix. Because yeah, he just doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that he's not the man to fix it. Exactly. I mean, senile's obviously that's that's you using a bit of hyperbole, but I mean, it it definitely seems like it's it's passed him by a little bit and we're still doing the whole like mcmahon thing and uh i don't know it's just uh it's time for some new blood uh, it, it, it might be time for some new blood and and just like we know that they've got the team to do it because they, they certainly aren't lacking talent i mean they're they're just about as, as roster rich in terms of talent um men and women's side as they've ever been nxt is still pretty fucking glorious uh, every time they go out there, like Adam Cole is, is just one of the best walking right now, right? And and yeah, just uh, it's a waste of a lot of uh good possibilities. Like mm-hmm. a, a couple, I mean, before we start, maybe into the matches and Money in the Bank, um, just a couple ideas I was rolling around just as I was getting um um caught up here is like, why do you think that um Braun Strowman just always seems to have you know he's always just out for something that could be really important or like yeah it just sounds like they're not a hundred percent behind him and i and i i kind of want them to be because he's unique in that he's a wwe groomed guy that people generally like he's not really uh he's not like roman reigns where he's polarizing well they like to say roman reigns polarize is polarizing but generally it's people don't like him and it's obviously why um, cause most fans now don't like, want people, uh, like forced down their throats. And I don't think kids would resonate with him like they do with John Cena just cause he can't rap. Hey, you know, that's important, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Braun Strowman, like why isn't that happening? Yeah. I mean, cause if, if we were to, you know, go back one year, uh, he won the, uh, the men's money in the bank, and he was just primed for this really big push. He was the hottest guy in the company at the time. Uh, and, you know, the cash-in, you know, never went his way. The cash-in never went his way. They kept doing... The second he got the money in the bank, you know, they started calling him the monster in the bank and that whole thing, and then he, like, randomly teamed up with, uh, like, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre to fight the Shield and stuff like... Or it was, like, Baron Corbin and, and him to fight the Shield, or I don't remember exactly how it went. And then Roman got sick a few months later, and they were like, "All right, well, I guess he's our, our, I guess he's our, uh, our main guy now, right?" And uh, so he went back. So they, you know, they flip flopped him a little bit, and he even got pulled. He's not even in the like I, I expect him to to interfere in the men's uh, Money in the Bank, but he's not technically in the match because he lost his spot to Sami Zayn on Monday due to some uh, chicanery. Uh, but uh, which I actually thought was 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 fun storytelling wise uh, going into this, but uh, it's you know it just it just hasn't been written. It, it's just interesting that they they haven't given certain people pushes and whatnot as as it always is. But you know we they have good things going. They're rich in talent. They just I don't know. It's just, it's it's a real like you know they just need to give their head a shake. <laughs> it's all it is. It's just sit down and 
fucking figure it out, Mac. If I could, oh. quote, if I could, if I could quote Letter Kenny for a second, just fucking figure it out, right? Oh, oh, totally, man. And and I think that there's probably some other wrestling promoters. Like I can imagine someone in like freaking PWG or Ring of Honor being like, mm. if I had the roster you had, you know what I'd be able to do? You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, just something like that. Well. Maybe uh, the AEW thing, because AEW's got their television contract now, so if that thing uh, becomes what we think it can be. Man, and I, you know what I said when yeah. I heard about that? I said, man, what year is it? Turner Networks is coming out with yeah. a freaking competitor here. And even the graphic that they used was like, it was still all fire in the background. So I'm like, well, did they <laughs> dig out the old WCW like fire graphics, right? Because whenever the WCW logo would come up, it would always be the red WCW and then just fire everywhere and nitro and shit like that. And it was just, I couldn't believe that. I thought that was funny as hell. But uh, I, I mean, good on them. It, it obviously won't be the... The, the budget or whatever that they used to have for WCW, but uh, it's completely unnecessary for the AEW guys. Who I assume, like, like, cause the AEW guys bread and butter is do is, is keep doing awesome, like pre tape promos and, and, you know, vignettes and packages and stuff like that, which they already do with like the, you know, being the elite and stuff like that. Just keep that going and then just go out there and put on awesome matches. And they know, they know what they're, you know, just awesome matches and storylines. It's it's they're pretty they're, much they'll following. be fine. They know what they're doing, right? It's they're the, they're so in tuned with what the wrestling fans in 2019 want, and WWE kind of sort of isn't there, but they can absolutely get there. The, the ironic thing though is that the 2019 fans want this formula, which is I think closer to the 30 years ago formula, and still what people want more, and WWE misses that point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, this might be something to that, which is weird, though, because Vince is still doing the things like trotting out guys like uh, Lars Sullivan, who we now know is a horrible racist. Um, and, you know, Lars Sullivan, who who walks out there and he doesn't seem like a guy who's got talent. He's just a, a giant George the Animal Steel looking monster dude, right? <laughs> who's just like going out there. Rah! And Vince is like, I love him. Push him to the moon. Right. Like, and it, And it's just. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's something. I don't know. Um all right, uh what do you say we talk a little bit about Money in the Bank 2019. Um start with the pre-show matches and then we'll get to the uh meat and potatoes of the card. Um I do think it's funny. I said I mentioned it earlier, but I do think it's funny that this like uh, another thing that they would have done to show that they're a little bit tone deaf with what's going on right now is the fact that they are airing this during the uh the, the finale of Game of Thrones. So I would really love to be able to look at the, the massive dip in ratings that will happen, like, basically at 8.50, <laughs> like, for Money in the Bank, right? And it's another Vince quote, hey, we compete with everything that's on TV. <laughs> I guess, true, but this one was, this was like, this is not your fight, basically, is you'd what have I would to, say. No, you'd like, have to, everybody's going to gonna see it. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know why he doesn't understand. Um, I don't know who's going to turn off Game of Thrones for, for this. You know, it's a no, it's a one-in-a-lifetime thing. No, not a single person. No. <laughs> I mean, like, people are going to get to Money in the Bank for sure. Like, the wrestling fans that are also Game of Thrones fans, um, for sure. I, I can't see them being like, no, i got to finish Money in the Bank first before I go. It's going to be, no, once it's 9 o'clock... I'm going to, you know, hit pause on my PVR or DVR if you live in the States on, 
on friggin' uh, Money in the Bank, and then you're watching the Game of Thrones finale, and then you'll be like, all right, wind down from the Game of Thrones finale with a little money, in, with with the rest of Money in the Bank, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's just nobody who who who's doing it the other way around. That's that'd be insane. Or after me and my friends, you know, rant like lunatics about how much we hated Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, and, and then we'll do this to to get our fucking minds off of it. <laughs> yeah, God, I mean the parallels between. Uh, you know, the bad writing that has kind of been occurring in, in the season eight of Game of Thrones and the bad writing that is currently uh, going on in, in the wrestling is, uh, you know, the, the comparisons are numerous, I got to say, uh, up to and including <laughs> the heel turn that we just had in the last episode, the, se- the semi-heel turn that we had in the last episode of Game of Thrones, Mac, which led to the internet basically wanting to, you know, burn down everything. And then me going on my, on the on the Game of Thrones podcast last week and going, God, is, everyone's a bunch of marks, right? Like, like every, they were all marks. It was crazy. Uh, right, right up to right up to doing the most pathetic thing you could possibly do when you when you don't like something that occurred in one of your favorite uh, nerd TV shows, which is begin the internet petition to have it not be canon anymore, which they absolutely did on the internet. And it's that that's the saddest you can be, Mac. Really, when that happens. I heard of this and I, you know, I, I did shake my head a little bit, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I would have taken it differently. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of too bad. I could understand like the, the, the rumor I, I heard is that basically the, the people involved are more or less checked out and they just kind of, that, that seems to be the, the general feel of the internet, but, uh, who knows? There's there's so there's so many layers to why this is ha- why that happened in Game of Thrones that uh, we, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it. You're right. This is a wrestling themed podcast. That my last comment about that is just uh, an an awesome thing on the Star Wars prequel memes I saw today was they basically just you know shopped in some Game of Thrones characters onto uh, you know I have the high ground scene. And then it was a cut to uh, like a director on that team. He was just like, oh, with all this extra budget and stuff, I thought we were already making Star Wars. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, yeah, pure madness. Um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the memes have been excellent, though. They've been absolutely excellent as far as 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 far as the hatred for Game of Thrones has been the past few days. It's it's so excellent. Um, all right, so let's talk about Money in the Bank 2019 uh, pre-show matches. First up, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are the tag team champions. They are taking on the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. Um, I believe that the matches are not for the SmackDown tag team titles. This is just a regular old match that's going on. Um, because I th- like I don't even think they're on the same show anymore. It's difficult to tell with that stupid wild card rule. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into the wild card rule, otherwise we're going to lose twenty minutes. Uh, so, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos on the pre-show. Who goes over, Mac? Um, I'm going to think Daniel because or Daniel and Rowan, just because they they probably want him to stay kind of you know still kind of re- relevant mm. uh the usos kind of they had their they had the belts right for for a little bit uh, they, recently yeah they had the tag team belts for a while if i remember correctly they had the tag team belts then they dropped into the hardy boys um 
which made which immediately was like, well, they're heading to Raw, right? Because it happened it happened like the SmackDown before the the Superstar Shakeup, right? So the second the Usos dropped the belts, it's like, well, they're going to be on Raw, and then they were, and then unfortunately Jeff Hardy got injured, so uh, uh, the Hardy Boys had to drop the belts, and then Daniel Bryan and Rowan won them. I believe that's how that went down. I, I think they could be uh, D- Daniel Bryan and Rowan. I think they could be a really good sort of mm. like a new evil Daniel Bryan, like a villain, yeah. like keep that going. It's just in a different sort of uh, a different theater now. And that's kind of what I want because that was just because it was good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, I don't think this this is such a nothing match to me. It's just like getting these guys on the card and getting them a paycheck, which I'm all for. But it, it ultimately does not matter how the match, how this match ends, because I don't think this rivalry is continuing because they're, you know, despite, again, the silly wildcard rule, these two teams are not on the same show. Um, so like their, their reason for fighting again is very cursory because the writing has been, how do you say a nut rate? Um, so it should be a great match. Everyone involved in this is, is a great wrestler work rate wise. I'll imagine it'll be pretty cool. It'll be somewhat decent. And, uh, one of these teams will win and we'll move on. Um, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan and Rowan go over just cause you want to keep those guys looking a little bit more devastating since they just won the tag team belts and the Usos are kind of over forever. So it's not like they need the win here, right? Good point. Yeah. Um, the other pre-show match, uh, the singles match for the cruiserweight championship, Tony Nese, the champion versus Aria Davari. So I think Aria could be a really good, uh, baby face to Nice's heel. You know, Nice is a bit more, you know, arrogant and, uh, more of like, you know, a boss fight guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I think Nice is going to win though, because you just gave him the belt. He's got a, he's still got the momentum. He's got to establish himself as a, as a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then they get kind of baby face sentiment to Aria and maybe then some other guys as well. So I, Nice is almost certainly going to go over. Yeah. What are the odds they give? Aria the belt, just because he has the same name of uh, as everyone's Game of Thrones favorite Game of Thrones character, Mac. That would be pretty funny, but <laughs> I still don't be... think it's likely. <laughs> I wonder if that's in the back of their heads <laughs> as they as they do this. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think needs one now. You know, we come on this podcast and we we, we say a bunch of silly crap, but uh, every now and then we get we we throw something we throw against the wall sticks. And uh, one of the things that we did say when we did our WrestleMania podcast was that um, we felt if Tony Nese did win that uh, cruiserweight match, that buddy that meant Buddy Murphy. That would be the indication that Buddy Murphy was getting the call up, right? Yes. And we were absolutely right. That said, I don't think Buddy Murphy has actually appeared on any of the shows since he's won. I think he cut a couple of like promos on SmackDown, and then we haven't actually seen him on uh, since. So uh, I'm still giving us the W on that, though, Mac. <laughs> Even though he, I don't think he's technically wrestled on on SmackDown yet. But that's uh, not our that's not our fault. <laughs> no, that's that. Uh, yeah, that still goes into win column for 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 us. Um, all right. Main card matches, Samoa Joe, the United States champion, will defend his belt against Rey Mysterio. We're going to get a rematch of the match that we were uh, somewhat denied during the seven hours of WrestleMania uh, last month because Rey Mysterio uh, had like a shoulder injury that occurred, I think, on the SmackDown before 
WrestleMania, so they did like a schmozzy Samoa Joe just uh, just squashed him. Squashed him, yeah. Or, or it, but everybody was like, yeah, that makes sense because uh, we all knew Rey Mysterio was hurt. So a uh, little bit of Samoa Joe like getting into it with uh, Rey Mysterio's son uh, again. <laughs> not great writing here but uh love these guys and i think they'll get to put on the match that they had uh, planned for wrestlemania at the very least uh what do you think yeah so i do want to see that match i mean that uh, it was too bad what happened at wrestlemania i understand why um to sort of give them a second chance would be good because here you have yeah. see joe who is you know the the big meanie and he plays the plays that well but you didn't really see anything out of out of Rey Mysterio. Uh, the writing involving uh, Rey's son is so stupid that it's kind of funny, and <laughs> and and I think to Joe it's like tongue in cheek stupid. Yeah. And uh, as long as it stays in that territory, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I just it's weird that they've pigeonholed Samoa Joe as this guy who like. If he's in a feud with you, he just harasses your family. Because he, he did the same thing with AJ Styles, right? Like, he kept, like, showing up at his wife's house and, like, knocking on the door and just being creepy and stuff. And then when his, he, you know, he's beating him up in front of his uh, daughter, I think it was, and, like, going, like, hey, this is your dad. Like, AJ Styles, like, bleeding from the head. And he's, like, punching him in front of his wife and daughter and stuff. And then, you know, yelling stuff at him on the mic. And I was just like, why is Samoa Joe harassing everybody's family? Jesus. It's, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, Paul Bear and the Undertaker and the <laughs> insanity of that gimmick and you, you got to go whole hog, you know what I mean? Like you got to overdo it. Yeah, I guess. Just just commit, right? C O M M I T T T T T T T. I guess is is the move. And when and when you when you have that, like I said, it enters into that this is ridiculous wrestling writing, so I'm and I expect everyone to be on their, you know, like they're on Jerry Springer. Yeah. Fair. Um, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, United States Championship. Who goes over, Mac? Uh, probably not Ray. I mean, we're gonna see the good performance out of him. Probably something heroic, and uh, he might get like a he might be on the on the side of a dirty loss. Like, yeah, Joe will do something like like Ray will look like he was the righteous one and probably should have won. Mm-hmm. But Joe will win. Yeah, I I think I I'm think I'm picking Joe too, but only because I've got a I got a. I got a feeling this is going to be a very uh, face heavy on uh, card this this uh, particular pay per view. Uh, so I think Samoa Joe is uh, one of those is an early heel win, right? So that uh, the the heels get one in the books, right? Um, yeah, Samoa Joe going over. Uh, quick pivot here, Mac. Uh, have you seen what they've been doing to the revival ever since they asked for their release? The only thing I saw was a little video of, uh, I guess, uh, what the name's against? Dash Wilder? Yeah. yeah. Him yeah. shaving Scott, Scott Dawson Dawson's back. Dash Wilder, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, well, that that was that was basically, well, they did, they basically done two things. And this is, like, clearly them, like, this is clearly stuff that Vince McMahon kind of thinks is funny, right? Um, and I guess this is like quote unquote punishment for, for them asking for the release. Cause they also did that petty thing where they like extended dash Wilder's, um, 
contract an extra m- couple of months or something because of that they got that weird injury clause or whatever where it's like if you were injured we can extend your contract for a couple of months and then they did that and i'm like and it was just like it just looked like pure spite because they asked for their release right so they got them doing all the nonsense like shaving the backs and uh there was one where like the Usos put some sort of like icy hot thing, but they called it like Usi hot uh, down their drawers. So they were like doing like ass scoots and stuff in the middle of the ring. It just was like, it reminded me of like, you remember back in the attitude era when uh, the Dudley boys like stole like edge and Christians, like, clothes while they were in the shower or some shit like that and then they started oh. going through christian's bag and like bubba ray dudley pulled out like a tub of like ass cream or some garbage like that and was like you know ass cream who the fuck uses ass cream or whatever and it was just like oh my god what is happening right <laughs> and uh yeah it just wasn't great and i at this point i'm just like just let them go man this is so petty right just like, just let them go do what they want to do i don't know it's just insanely petty to me it's hilarious well, this, um, is, this is news to me i didn't know they asked for the release actually that's kind of that's yeah, one of the dirt sheet rumors is that and based on the fact that they've basically been punishing the uh, the the revival and uh ever since it's uh certainly lends credence to the fact that they asked for their release and that's the the other thing with uh few people have asked for the release it was allegedly them uh, Luke Harper, who they flat out said no to, apparently, and um, Sasha Banks has apparently ever since. Uh, uh, rumors are she's been pissed off ever since they uh, lost the uh, her and Bailey lost the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Uh, again, these are all the rumors. The rumors are she's she's pissed because they were like the pair of them were supposed to have a long t- uh, reign with the ladies tag team belts to give them some, you know put a little bit of fucking stank on them right because they were they were a new title so you what you want to have a, a one team build them up and and stuff so that when they lose it it's like a big moment and then they just kind of lost it to the iconics when i like the iconics i think they're funny and they they're the most tag teamy of the of the women's division that exists so but i could see her being po'd with that but she hasn't been on tv since they lost i don't think maybe she was on the raw after wrestlemania but She's been gone for a while, and rumor is she asked for a release, and they have not uh, granted it to her. So, but who knows? We're not. I mean, that's just the internet, right? But the fact she hasn't been on TV would lend credence to that fact that she's asked for a release. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of. I mean, I always did like the revival, so I mean, that's just a little disappointing. But I mean, if it's a a chance for them to go to brighter and greener pastures and to basically be that team that they were before yeah. again would be better than just like comedy is fine, but don't turn this serious team that had amazing matches into just mm-hmm. fucking stupid comedy shit. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, uh, I mean, obviously the WWE's biggest fear quote, you know, fear is kind of a strong word, but I, I'm going to use it here anyway, would be they cut the revival and the revival revival goes straight to AEW, and then all of a sudden they're putting on five star matches with the friggin' young bucks, right? And then the fuck the revival jokes and stuff just become even better because they're actually able to participate in the videos with Cody and whatnot, right? So you know, ah, who knows? Uh, perhaps one day it'll happen. <laughs> the Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match, Mac. This is cool. Yeah, this is 
might be the only match on the pay-per-view that actually has like some story and some build-up to it, which is weird considering it involves Shane McMahon, who's, you know, nearly fucking 50 years old and shouldn't be wrestling in my opinion or like at least not on a pay-per-view to pay-per-view basis he's like if he wants to pop up every once in a while and you know jump off of something i'm cool with that but i just this dearth of talent we have right now and and shane mcmahon's kind of participating in pay-per-views every time i don't know if i agree with that um it is a little weird you know you have all the you have you know a million other dudes and it's Shane McMahon, another another one that makes me say, "What year is this?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you I want mean, to talk, "What year is this?" What about the Goldberg Undertaker match in Saudi Arabia they announced? Jesus Christ! Oh man! What the hell? Are you serious? Yeah. They, well, they, it's been announced on dot com, like the like the Saudi Arabia. They're taking that that you know that Saudi Arabian blood money, right? And they're just giving them all these like stupid dream matches that would have been dream matches twenty years ago, though. So, like, I guess Goldberg's going to fight The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Wow. Well, that's um, going to be shit. <laughs> just too, too much oil money, man. Too much oil money. It's ridiculous. To have terrible fucking matches with guys who can <laughs> I, barely yeah, I, do it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, fuck. Because what is it? The Was it the Saudi match where it was, like, Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus The Undertaker and Kane? And, like, and you watch the clips of that match, and it was like, Jesus Christ, everybody's so old, right? Like, it was bad. It was really bad. It was like the one-foot-in-the-grave theme should have been playing the entire time. Um, <laughs> anyway, Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage. Kind of got sidetracked there. That's on me, though. That's okay. Um, I'm excited for this one because... The formula works, and it's just them kind of extending their feud. Not terribly surprised. We'll see another cool stunt spot. And here was my thought on this. The Miz works a very safe style. He might be trying to, you know, incorporate more flavor or spice or, you know, memorable spots into his stuff. And I wonder if these stunt spots, which you can probably practice, I'm wondering if those are actually safer and a bunch of these, you know, strong style, Japanese style moves are getting dropped on your head and neck every second move and this kind of shit. And I'm kind of thinking they probably are. You know, no one's getting dropped on their head. They're falling into gimmicked stuff. They've practiced this. And maybe the Miz is going to be like, hey, I've just now done things that look dangerous and I haven't fucked myself up. So eat a dick, Daniel Bryan. Then that might be what he's thinking. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, like I, I'm fine with this match, like because they've actually had some build to this. Uh, him, and they they fought in the Falls Count Anywhere, where where Miz dumped Shane off the thing, and then Shane fell on top of him and got the dirty pin. Yeah, right. Which was I thought was a tremendous way to end that match. But like when it happened, I was like, ooh, smart, right? Like when <laughs> when that one happened. So that was a that was a rare a, a you know a, a occasionally rare instance of brilliance, in, in my opinion. Um, I think Miz needs to win this one. Like, I'll just, uh, predict my, uh, Miz, Miz doesn't have his signature. Like he's been a face for a little bit now and he doesn't have his, his signature face win yet. And, you know, I know wins and losses don't necessarily matter in the grand scheme of things of wrestling, but, um, uh, but like, I think him getting a signature, getting out of the cage win over Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon, uh, uh, you know, do a, Shane McMahon probably falling off the top of the cage onto something will li- will likely happen at some point. 
just to keep the Shane McMahon high spots going. But uh, I'm going to pick the Miz to go over. What say you? Yeah, probably, because it can't be too one-sided. I think they're going to milk this. They don't really have a reason to stop. I mean, I don't want them to stop. Like I said, it's formulaic, but it works well. So, you know, ball gets thrown the other way, or the pendulum swings, Miz will win. Then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what do we do next? Uh, let's see. Kofi Kingston will defend the WWE championship against Kevin Owens. Uh, how you feel on this one, Mike? I'm excited because have you ever watched a lot of what uh, Kevin Owens did in ring of honor? Uh, yes. Okay. So you've seen that guy fly far and crash through shit. And like probably not have to sell the fact that he's in he's pretty hurting. Have you ever seen any of those spots? He, yeah, oh, he's he's been the best at selling. Like uh, he, I don't think there's anybody in the business better at selling my back hurts than Kevin Owens. Uh, like has like when he does like his little like flip somersault thing and like crashes into something, and gets up and does the thing where he's like got his hand on the small of his back, just going ah ah as he like runs around on his knees. That's always hilarious to me. That is true. He kind of, <laughs> and you always wonder why did he do that move? He just hurt himself. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I I expect some good spots in this. You know, uh, Kevin Owens will have a good good yeah. crashing through something. Uh, Kofi will have a really great leaping or handstand spot or something. And I mm-hmm. think these guys actually have some chemistry together because Kevin o- like Kevin Steen, he's a guy who mm-hmm. wants to do something funny and and interact and have cool spots and set this up so i expect something good yeah um i'm gonna say kofi goes over it just doesn't feel like it's time to take um the belt off of kofi they've got a lot of goodwill built up with with him being the champion and whatnot and uh a nice long run would be the move in my opinion that way when he loses the belt it's it's you know kind of a cool moment but uh i just i just don't see I just don't see it. I got to say, like, again, storyline wise, though, it hasn't been exactly, you know, (laughs) we haven't been exactly lighting the world on fire with the writing so far. So who knows? Maybe they feel like they need a Kevin Owens swerve. Maybe the thing is like, okay, Kofi hasn't been working out. Let's put the belt on back on Kevin. Remember, he was red hot that one time. Um, Yeah, that one time. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, tough to say. But my guess would be Kofi goes over because they've also got the uh, the stuff in Africa coming up too, right? And it uh, probably would behoove them to have the black champion maintain the championship on their way to Africa. Just throwing that out there, Mac, just for just just for uh, you know optics' sake, I, w- I would say that would be the move. Uh, what what have they you? got going on? Just a tour, or like uh... yeah, just like a tour of Africa. I think probably a few shows. I don't know if they're doing like a. Uh, whatever type of type of thing there. Maybe they're shooting a raw there. I'm not exactly certain. I just know they're heading down there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, Kofi Ver- Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Who goes over? Doesn't make sense to have uh, Owens take the belt. I mean, he is funny enough, and and like he has a kind of a feud with them now. I don't see what the hell they would do with him if he got the belt. Hmm. Like he's just kind of the like. Sort uh, sort of a mini feud or like a one thing for them to wrap up and then sort of another challenger to come in and face Kofi and Kevin Owens can remain like sort of in that picture, but even if he comes back to to take it, it's got to be more. It's got to you know got to have more to it than this. 
Yeah, I agree. The one thing, and this will be my one fantasy book for the for the since we limit ourselves to one fantasy book per uh, yeah to one fantasy book per pod. Uh, my one fantasy book would be, and I don't think this will happen whatsoever, but this is something that if it happened, you could just inject it straight into my veins because I think it would be <laughs> great. Would be Kevin Owens. Well, early in the night, Sami Zayn wins the wins the belt or sorry, wins the money in the bank, the men's money in the bank. And then Kevin Owens wins the belt off of, off of Kofi. And then Zane immediately cashes in on, on Owens and, and Zane walks out as the WWE champion. That's something you could, if that were to happen, you could inject that into my veins. But again, that's, that's just hope. That's, that's just me, you know, wishfully thinking, right? <laughs> like, even though I don't think that ultimately, again, not the time to take the belt off of Kofi. So, that would be a good way to, to get it on Zane at some point. <laughs> yeah, be fun, be fun. So that's for sure. Um, Roman Reigns versus Elias, good old fashioned singles match with nothing on the line except a uh, thinly veiled storyline between the pair of them. Mac, uh, Roman versus Elias, who you got? Uh, probably Roman Reigns, and I think mm-hmm. they're just sort of not having him in anything main event. I mean, I assume the worst about WWE, but I have a sliver of optimism that they are being a bit more moderate with his booking and building him up a little bit more slowly, hoping that it sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just don't see Elias winning this match whatsoever. I mean, mean, if, if, if he does win though, Mac, it would obviously be classic bad guy thing. Bunch of people, a couple people interfere or, Ref's not looking. Elias hits Roman with the guitar, gets the dirty pin, and then they continue this feud. That would be the only way I I, I could see Elias winning. I'm just not sure if like to me it depends on if if they're continuing the Roman Elias feud after this, then Elias wins. If this is the if this is the end and they just needed these two guys to have a match on this card because they had nothing else for them, then Roman easily goes over. Right? Like it well, depends which way they want to go with it. I think that would be the smart thing to do. Mm. Have 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 Reigns lose, you know, uh, in in a from from something Dirty Elias did, mm. get some kind of babyface uh, sentiment. Yeah. And 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 once again with this whole build him up kind of slowly and 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 gradually change him into what they want him to be and this kind of thing. Uh, they're not smart enough for that though. It will just be sort of a flavor of the week. Roman will wrestle a formulaic match and win. Elias may be funny beforehand, though. So, you know, there mm-hmm. may be some entertainment. That's true. And I th- I don't think... Has Elias won a match on a pay-per-view yet? Because I feel like they keep bringing that up. And if they keep doing that sort of thing, then they're in danger of getting into, like, Bray Wyatt territory with, uh, with Elias. Because for the most part, like, you know... 95% of the time, wins and losses don't actually matter long-term, Mac, unless... Except in rare occasions, and when it does, it's quite glaring. The most uh, glaring of which, of recent memory, is uh, Bray Wyatt version 1.0. And we could talk about the Firefly Funhouse in a minute if you want. But, uh, you know, original cult leader uh, parody of Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear, Bray Wyatt. Like, hillbilly cult leader Bray Wyatt who, you know, they built up to be, like, the next Undertaker sort of a thing. The problem was he kept fucking losing all of his big matches, right? So it, it kept downgrading the character, and eventually, you know, he, he couldn't be taken seriously anymore. I don't know if that works, if that would be as damaging t- towards Elias, because Elias isn't supposed to be some sort of 
you know, mystical cult leader. Elias is a dude who, who he, he's like your coffee shop hipster guy who, <laughs> who happens to work out, right? Like, that's his character where he's, you know, he plays his guitar and acts obnoxious and and he's fucking great at it. Every time Elias is on the screen, I'm like, ooh. Like, like I fast forward through Raw and, and uh, SmackDown a lot, but anytime they do the, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Elias, I'm like, let me stop for this because Elias might say something hilarious, right? And I don't want to miss it. Um, I am going to think wishfully here mac and i'm gonna say that elias gets a dirty pin in this one he he wins via chicanery because again i'm i'm falling back on my we don't have a i I, i'm not seeing a lot of um i'm not seeing a lot of heel wins on this and i think this would be i think this would be a good uh i think a a dirty elias pin would be a good way to uh to keep the feud going so i'm I'm gonna say elias goes over via the dirty pin in this one uh what what say you that would be great but I don't think they would do that to Reigns just because I don't know they're they just wouldn't do that to him unfortunately. So I'm gonna have to say the other way. I think Reigns goes over. Yeah, perfectly fine. Can't agree on them all. Um, let's do one of the Money in the Banks. So I'm gonna let you pick. You want to do the men's or the women's first? Um, let's start with the men's. All right. Um, so we've got Sami Zayn. Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. And I got to tell you, Mac, um, despite that we haven't had a lot of tremendous writing, despite the fact that we haven't had a lot of buildup for some of these matches, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about a Money in the Bank ladder match where Finn Balor will be the fourth best high flyer in the ring. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean there, there are going to be, like, keep your eyes glued to this one because there are going to be some tremendous spots in this one. Like, Finn Balor and Ali and Ricochet, or, like, Ricochet especially, is going to do something just crazy in this match that we're all going to be like, holy shit, Randy Orton's <laughs> going to, like, RKO some, but, like, or Randy Orton's going to do one of those RKOs. I feel like we're going to get one of the RKOs that might crack his top 10 RKO list in this match, because that's the only reason you put Randy Orton in this match, right, is to just, <laughs> one of these high flyers is going to be doing, like, a corkscrew moonsault of some sort, and Orton's just going to time the RKO in <laughs> through like the 360 corkscrew moonsault all flipping around it's basically going to be like a freaking you know the skateboarding trick back in Tony Hawk Pro Skater and then Orton's <laughs> going to hit a guy with a freaking RKO and we're all going to go holy crap right <laughs> it's uh should be good let me check the odds on this one because I've been for I've been neglecting to check the odds in these matches Mac uh, we could uh, go back and cover that real good all um right. uh let's see Drew McIntyre currently holds the best odds to win the men's money in the bank. He's a minus 150 for this match, Mac. Not Baron Corbin. No, Baron Corbin's second best odds. Uh, These odds are not up to date, though, I'll say, because Braun Strowman was... uh... Actually, no, there's no way. I think that's a typo, because Mustafa Ali shouldn't be plus 100. Mustafa Ali would have the second best uh, odds of winning the money in the bank then. Um based if this is not a typo because he would have plus 100 uh to his odds so that's not quite long uh although these odds are are, are at a date because it's still it's still got braun Strowman listed as plus 1400 and he's not even in the match anymore so there's that um 
Who do you think is most likely to win this match? You see, that's why I was surprised when you said uh, Drew McIntyre has got it. But out of date makes a bit more sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think Corbin is the most likely. Um, well, Corbin already did, won the Money in the Bank once, and they immediately buried him. Remember with the uh, oh yeah <laughs> with the with the roll up pin to friggin' oh god uh, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> right? That was, that was oh yeah that was that was in retrospect WWE would probably like to have that one back. I think <laughs> they were Maybe. like that was a whoops. That Maybe was, that was a big whoops. That might be what this is. Just writing that wrong. We're gonna have Baron Corbin win Maybe. and actually do something half friggin' decent. That I think of all the guys in this match, the outcome that would garner the biggest reaction, I think, is Baron Corbin. I think the fans would 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 go bananas if Baron Corbin was walking out with the uh, with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Probably, probably, and like plus twelve hundred, so it's you know there's a little bit of money on, a little bit of juice on Baron Corbin if you wanna, if you wanna take that bet. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. You know, I'm, I'm okay with people disliking Baron Corbin because he makes himself dislikable. Yeah, he's not, he's not perfect. Like he could, he could lean into it a little bit more. It doesn't make sense to have a guy so big doing that, like. His role right now is usually kind of one for guys who are kind of more wieners or like guys like Eric Bischoff who you know can't wrestle all that well or like you know your big fat manager dude who could just kind of get his yeah. licks in where <laughs> when he can and and it's so weird it's like Corbin's size is working against him here and making him less weaselly and shitty but he you know what I mean if you tweak it a bit he could be really be the good shit eating weasel guy so i wouldn't hate it if he won i think he is gonna win but yeah it could be better yeah i mean i i every i feel like every time we come on this podcast it's just me defending baron corbin because like i don't hate him don't get me wrong like, no, I, the I, man puts in work i gotta tell you he's the only guy i, I think that is an actual heel in this now we can argue about whether or not he got like in this day and age, 2019. At, at the as, as sorry, I'm like tripping. I'm <laughs> choking on my own rage here, Mac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like as like as of you and I having this conversation in in May 2019. The I honestly think the only pure heel that anytime he comes out just gets an instant booze is Baron Corbin. Now we can argue about how he came to get those booze. There are those who believe he has, you know, like the X-Pac heat, which I just don't get the people who give him the the X-Pac heat because he is he's done absolutely nothing to earn that in terms of what they've asked. He's done nothing but go out there and ask him to do. He's great on the mic as a bad guy. Everybody shits on his wrestling, but then he goes out and he has like a tremendous match with friggin' Ricochet uh, on Monday, it was a, honestly it was a highlight of Raw. There was a Ricochet versus versus Baron Corbin match that was a highlight of Raw. It had a really awesome spot for the finish where um, now everybody hated that Baron Corbin went over Ricochet clean, but it's like whatever. But the the way I've always kind of hated Baron Corbin's finishing move, like the 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 end of days, because there's too much going on for it, right? And he's like a big powerhouse, so that front swing move and then the the, the backflip, I've I've never thought that suited him whatsoever but it's like whatever just you know proceed who cares fucking hulk hogan's finisher was a goddamn leg drop so who cares um 
but they did this cool thing where like Ricochet went around and then it was like Ricochet was going to do a it was going to do a hurricane but then or, or was going to do a hurricane rana on on Baron Corbin but then Baron Corbin flipped it around and then and then Ricochet corkscrewed around him again and then went for like a a, a front flip drop kick or something but but Baron Corbin caught him again and flipped him back up into his finishing move and then it was but like it was really cool because you know Ricochet basically like somehow like spun himself around on Baron Corbin's body like three times before Corbin you know caught him and then hit him with the thing and it was also fluid and stuff so people shit on his wrestling and he can wrestle it's nonsense that that they 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 I don't know. Like people are just clutching at straws as far as I'm concerned with, with how they're, they're shitting on this guy who, who I think goes out there and, 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 you know, gives it, gives, just gives effort every, every friggin' time he's out there. Right. I have a more moderate opinion of him because I think yeah. that what he's going for, like, I actually, I give him a bit of credit because I didn't mm-hmm. think it was, he was going to pull it off at all. And he's not a yeah. natural fit for it, mm-hmm. but he stepped into it and, is doing pretty well. Like he's trying to make himself look nerdier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, which is, which is funny. And, and, and I like that. Um, I never thought he was a complete garbage wrestler. Like, but then again, I'm going back into the stuff that he did in NXT mm-hmm. where he wrestled as a big lanky guy, True, but you do that right. And your smaller guy is going to, you know, do more work or whatever, but it's still going to look good. Like, uh, I remember seeing a house show in Kitchener where Big Show wrestled like two guys, and obviously they're doing more stuff. But eventually, you know, he does. He kind of can take up a lot of space in the middle of the ring and zone, zone guys. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Keep them in their zone and, and use that and work that big guy style. Yeah. Um, and when that's done right, that's that's cool. I like to see that. Yeah. Um, Corbin doesn't have that as a deterrent for him though, because he can move. Is the thing like the guy? The guy used to box, so he's light on his feet, right? So. Like that's why he gets in he gets in matches with Ricochet and and got you know guys like Ricochet who are you know tremendous work rate guys and it's just like you know he can go like he can so, go toe to toe with these guys. Right? He, here here's someone that they could take a mm-hmm. take a cue from and you're gonna like this is Baron Corbin could be a bit more like Carmella because Carmella mm-hmm. is someone who can go but yeah. she is you know very dirty and only brings out mm-hmm. her talent when she needs to you know what I mean. Yeah, she's like despicable like that because you know she can actually have a fair match, but she'll never give anyone a fair match. She'll never expose that. No. Yeah, she'll have some weaknesses someone can actually exploit. Yeah, you need the person to kind kind of like the other person to walk uh, them through it, right? Like, like, like Corbin's never gonna carry a match or anything like that, but he's never gonna be a reason a match sucks. I don't think. Like, it, it, I don't know. That's perhaps I'm being simplistic in my analysis there, but. I just don't like that everybody shits on him because it's it's just so he, undeserved. He's done a pretty good job mm-hmm. developing that character. Yes, yeah. there could have been there have been people that have developed characters mm-hmm. better than that, but he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go in order of uh, who you think might. Uh, well, let's just go and and uh, Sami Zayn. You think he can win this one? No, unfortunately. I like. I mean, maybe he could. Based on the, I like, I think I agree with you. I don't think he'll go over. Um, but uh, if he were to go over, it, it would, like, you know, because I, I'll, I like to think about who wins this. Like, here's how I like to think about Money in the Bank, right? Um, I like to think about who would look good carrying a briefcase around for a year if they have to, right? Yeah. 
Like, 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 so Sami Zayn would be fine with that. He'd still be able to do his silly walks. It would fit right into his character. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'll go over. Ricochet, I don't think he'll go over uh, yet because it's not really his time and he doesn't need it. Everybody still loves him. He just lost clean to Corbin on Raw. Um, although on SmackDown, he got the cool spot where he climbed up the ladder real quick and then threw what's his face off it and grabbed the briefcase. Um, he's going to do some tremendous spots in this match. He This is a chance for him to really... Um, take hold of it. Although I don't know if you want to waste ricochet things on something nobody's going to be watching live anyway because Game of Thrones will be on. Um, Drew McIntyre I think wins this. The odds will, sh- you know, the, the the weird gambling odds would show that he's a significant favorite in this, and I feel like it's his time to. Uh, I I feel like I feel like we're in for a little bit of Drew McIntyre stalking around the ring, staring at dudes. While holding the briefcase, right? Just feels like that to me. Um, I love Drew. I'm, I'd be just yeah. fine with him winning like that. I just don't think he's got enough uh, enough momentum. Like Corbin's mm-hmm. still in the middle of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So like story wise and stuff, I think it would make a bit more sense for Corbin to win, but certainly not opposed to Drew. Mm-hmm. I think he he's a possible, and I think Ricochet is also a possible because of that insane wow factor. Like, because he can do insane, mm-hmm. the insane spots and, and stuff like that. Like, possible, yes. Probable, no. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin, we've already discussed. Mustafa Ali, I think he's going to have some cool spots, but uh, ultimately don't think uh, it's his time. I could be wrong, though. I mean, if time's a funny thing. Like, like life's a funny thing when you think about it, uh, Meg. None of this Kofi Kingston stuff happens if Mustafa Ali doesn't get hurt uh, a few days before the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, right? Because the like the like Ali was supposed to be in it. They had all these high spots planned for him, and then he got hurt. And then it was like, well, we've got all these high spots planned. Who can, who, who else do we have on the SmackDown roster that can do it? And since all the high flying guys were kind of on Raw, the only other really uh, super athletic guy that they had was Kofi. They put Kofi in the match, let him do all the cool stuff, and then every and he got all the kind of Mustafa Ali spots. And then the crowd was like, you know what, Kofi Kingston's been awesome all along. Let's get behind this guy. And now he's the champion, right? So, man, life comes at you fast. I tell you, Mac. Well, you I got, guess. The- he, Mustafa it, got got Wally pipped a little bit there by uh, Wally <laughs> got Wally pipped a little bit there. Uh, you know it kind of bodes well for him though because he's of a similar ilk, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, there's no way he's gonna win, but you know what? I think it's <laughs> progressive that he's even in there. Yeah, I think Mustafa Ali. He's my he's my pick to get the the big RKO from Randy Orton. I think he's gonna do some weird flippy move, and then Orton's gonna catch him with the. Uh, with the RKO and it's, it's going to be super awesome. That, um, that would at least be a good use in a good, in a good point of him to give him, you know, his own, to give him something good in the match and not just waste him. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton, I think is least likely. He should be least likely to win this. Actually, Ricochet's odds are worse than Randy Orton. Randy Orton would be the thing, like the outcome I would hate the most of this would be Randy Orton winning this match. I, Me too. Uh, it's just so unnecessary, but, uh, you put him in there so we can do the cool RKO spot on this and then, you know, be Randy Orton. But he's uh, one of Vince's safe bets. If there's anything, there's always a chance Randy Orton can win. True. Yeah. You can't ever rule it out. Can't 
ever rule it out. Um, in fact, you could p- place a little money on Randy Orton at plus twelve hundred. Why the hell not? Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor, uh, maybe. Eh. maybe. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, he's on the possible. Yeah, I think yeah. he's on the possible list, but yeah. probably not. Yeah, I, I agree. Andrade, I could see Andrade going over because he's been getting some some juice on uh, on Raw and SmackDown when he's on there. Um, so I, I could see I could see Andrade Cien Almas coming potentially coming away with this. I really could, and I'd root for it. It'd be cool because then you could have uh, um, Zelina Vega. Uh, carrying around the briefcase for him. She could probably get in the briefcase at certain points, and then <laughs> he could pick it up and carry it around because she's tiny. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see. Like, Andrade's just been getting some juice, so I, I, I can see him walking away with it. Um, men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Who goes over, Mac? Uh, I'm still going to stick with Corbin, I think, is going to win. I like it, Mac. I, I like that wishful thinking. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Drew McIntyre goes over, and uh, we should mention that Braun Strowman's probably gonna interfere in this match at some point and beat a bunch of people up. I want uh, I want Braun Strowman to do that because it just doesn't make sense. To just have him just out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's do one of the Becky Lynch matches. Becky Lynch, Becky Two Belts, as they call her, and are, they're <laughs> really pushing that uh, for the t-shirt sales. Um. Let's start with her match against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title. I don't know which one of these are going to go. Well, let's just do them both. She is defending against uh, the SmackDown title against Charlotte and the Raw title against Lacey Evans. Um, Becky Lynch is minus 200 to retain against Lacey Evans, and she is minus 200 to retain uh, on charlotte flair so the consensus thinking of the gamblers right now is that uh becky's going to retain both belts um that would entirely depend on me on how they want to tell the stories for this going forward um I think, yeah i'm just I, this is entirely dependent on the on the on the the stories they want to tell going forward i'm not sure what they want to do lacey evans has been randomly shotgunned into a a raw women's championship match i don't even think she's had a freaking match on raw <laughs> and and she's you know competing for the title um charlotte flair is charlotte flair and she's going up against becky again um if i were to semi fantasy book this one mac um, I would say Becky de- retains against Lacey and then loses to Charlotte Flair in the second match. That way they can push the whole Becky's exhausted and Charlotte's taking advantage of it. And then Charlotte wins, goes to SmackDown, and then we have got to keep... It, this is just my opinion. We have got to keep Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair as far away from each other as possible for at least a year. That would be good. That's And I think that's possible. Because there's no way Lacey Evans is getting any title now. Mm. In fact, I don't think she should. She's that new. Mm-hmm. She's decent, but I yeah, she doesn't have the hype. There's a lot of reasons why she wouldn't get a title. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte, yeah, she could have a title and carry it and still have a good, you know, another good reign. And eh, the two belts thing, I'm just never really crazy over it. Oh, it's a horrible, it's a horrible nickname, but uh, like, you know, they're, they got, you got to sell them t-shirts, Mac, which is, I think the strongest argument for Becky retaining both belts is so that they continue selling those t-shirts, right? Yeah. I mean, they got to sell merch. Hey, it puts, it's helps fuel this fire, but it just kind of devalues the, um, 
the two brands, especially because it's kind of like raw is the, the, I always felt that it still feels raw is the most coveted prize. True. You know, even more than SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, oh definitely. And and you can tell Vince McMahon definitely feels the same way because Raw is his baby, right? So. Yeah. So, like, Becky, you know, giving up the the SmackDown belt is more likely. Mm-hmm. And but it's still good. And then Charlotte can anchor SmackDown. Becky can anchor Raw. It just makes too much sense. And, and I just, I'm more into the idea of. I don't want Becky versus Charlotte to turn into Cena Orton from like 04 to 2010, right? Where it was like every two months, those guys had a pay-per-view match and it was just like, how much further can we go with these two, right? Like you just got to push them away for a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you, you get a chance to grow stale. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it makes SmackDown look better, you know, to have someone who is kind of perceived as, mm-hmm big and powerful and nasty doing, doing their brand as well. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're big, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then at my fantasy booking and my one thing still is like, there should be like just some sort of like, like survivor survivor series should really be the test of the two brands. And it doesn't, and it didn't feel like that this year, mm-hmm. you know, and it hasn't for a while. It's not serving its purpose. If there is an interbrand thing and whatever happens due to shenanigans or and it doesn't have to disturb who's the best singles wrestler, who's the best tag team. It's for who's the best brand. And you just still don't have that build up and payoff. You, you don't really have an all-star game here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. Mini rant. It's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. If, if they could. Yeah. It's the smart. If we could get these these guys in off season, that would be tremendous. <laughs> that, that would be, I don't like I don't. Obviously, I'd have to put pen to paper and and try to figure out the logistics of it, but uh, it can be done. Is is the point? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, one of the ways, if you're concerned, of, if you're if you're high on Lacey Evans, which it seems like WWE is, um, one way you could do it is have, you know, Charlotte come out and like like B- Becky and Lacey are having a match. It goes on for a while. And then when Becky's about to beat Lacey, you have Charlotte come out and like brain her with a chair. And that way um, Becky Lynch retains, but Lacey doesn't lose. Um, So that way she doesn't look weak or whatever, right? If that's what you're worried about. And then you have an exhausted and also I just took a chair shot. Becky Lynch go back out there and fight Charlotte Flair like. Like, I'm curious to see if these matches would happen back. Because if you do something like that, you could have those two, like, women's matches go back-to-back, right? Like, have Charlotte come out in her gear, brainer, Becky gets disqualified, and then it's like, all right, we're starting the uh, SmackDown match, women's title match now. (laughs) And, and, you know, Becky could kind of lose that way. That way, Becky doesn't look weak because she goes two matches and gets brained when she loses. And she's over so much that fans, I think, would get right behind her for another drive to the top. Exactly. So yeah, I just yeah. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Who's over Mac? Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I must say Charlotte Flair, if only for wishful thing with chicanery and only to get the, the the these two far away from each other. And they've still got the stupid wild card rule. So if they need something to fall back on, there it is. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Who goes over Mac? Good point about the wild card. Yeah. Uh, Becky's going over Lacey. I agree. Um. 
Seth Rollins, two two matches left. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, uh, the singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Um, it was kind of cool to see them roll out the old footage of Seth and AJ having a match from like 20 years ago or whatever it was in like a high school. Uh, that was kind of cool. Um, not a lot. I mean, they've been trying to do a little bit of build up with AJ as the heel hasn't really been sticking, but basically this match has been the, the storyline behind this match is has been, well, we're both on the same show now and we're both awesome wrestlers. We should fight. That's <laughs> <laughs> right? that's basically the build up. Um, should be a tremendous uh, match in terms of work, right? Can't see Rollins losing the belt. Not, not, not time to take the belt off Rollins late yet. What say you? Uh, similar. And AJ is one of the guys who everyone's like, he's kind of weird like that. Everyone's just kind of happy. He's in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't really matter if he wins or not. And he still seems to get his no. wins like fairly often anyway. So yeah, this is one I think they kind of threw out there for all, oh, you know, we need one for the, the marks who just want to see awesome wrestling. Well, put two and two together. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. I, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a great match. It's just not time for, for AJ to, or it's not time for Seth Rollins to drop the belt. Nice, long, healthy reign uh, for, for Rollins is, is the best thing they could do. Build up after the whole uh, Brock Lesnar thing. So not, oh, not, yeah. Not the, yeah, not the time to drop for Seth Rollins to drop the belt. So uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Who goes over, Mac? Uh, Rollins. I agree. Seth Rollins. Last match. We're, we'll save the ladies for last. Um... The ladies money in the bank ladder match for a women's championship contract. Um, bit of an interesting, uh, yes, yeah, some some interesting names in this one. We actually had a little uh, change as of a few hours ago. Mac apparently Alexa Bliss is injured, so she will not be participating in this match. I wonder if they knew about that on Monday, and that would explain why they're setting up this whole Nikki Cross thing. But Nikki Cross will be replacing Alexa Bliss in this matchup. So we've got Natalia, Dana Brooke, who's getting this this weird sort of half bump sort of a thing. Don't know what's going on. Uh, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and uh, the aforementioned Nikki Cross. Let me find the odds on this one. Here we go. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, nobody's favored, but the one with the best odds, uh, Mandy Rose, Mac. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, she's, they've been doing stuff with her, but, uh, like, they, she's been getting... The rumors are it's it's another classic, like, Vince, Vince with the hot blonde, right? Like, why aren't we pushing the hot blonde? And, uh... But she's been doing the stuff with her and Sonya Deville where, where it's like they, they keep bleeping each other over. Like, they keep being, you know, getting the signals mixed up in... in matches and then losing and it's like are we going to have a heel or a a breakup so i don't know but uh, yeah mandy rose currently the favorite now keep in mind these odds are the odds i'm currently staring at have not been adjusted since the injuries because alexa bliss has uh, got a plus 700 and she's not in the match anymore so there's that but yeah mandy rose plus 225 uh the shortest odds after that uh plus 275 so not too bad uh bailey hmm that'd be a real um, salty, backhanded slap. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd to be... the Sasha Banks thing, if Bailey won this, wouldn't it? Like, couldn't like couldn't you see WWE doing that a little bit? Because it, it works on on a couple of fronts. One, everybody likes Bailey, and they want to see Bailey get a singles push. 
uh, and two, <laughs> they could, they, yeah, they could really kind of, you know, take a, you know, just really needle. That'd be a real needle to, uh, to Sasha Banks, you know, right? It basically, um, like, uh, tear apart their friendship possibly too, because if it's like, hey, you like me, why are you, you know, just yeah. doing whatever they want, you know, instead of coming with me or at least supporting me on my way. Yeah, exactly. And if Sasha Banks comes back and, and uh, you know, she decides, you know, well, all right, maybe I, you know, I've, I've thought about it and I feel I perhaps I was a little hasty or whatever and I'm going to come back. Just need to cool off, that sort of thing. Um, you come back, you've got an instant Sasha Bailey thing again with Bailey holding the, uh, holding the briefcase and, you know, her being jealous and whatnot. And, then, you know, there's a storyline built in there is the thing, right? That's I really didn't think about that, but that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So I mean, it only makes sense if you can talk Sasha Banks into coming back. Though is the thing, right? But uh, yeah, I know, just uh, that's me throwing stuff at the wall again, seeing what sticks. No, I'd be I I think that's you know not impossible. It's not as likely mm-hmm. I think as as uh, some of the other competitors, but um, certainly. I like Bailey enough, so that's that's all right with me. But I'm not I'm not betting on her here. She has I think since she's she's kind of being punished as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like I mean, I assume the worst about WWE. If she <laughs> didn't she on on Twitter like follow some AEW guys, sort of as a little jab to the whole uh, them losing the belts and and that as well. So I think she'll get a slap on the wrist and it's going to be mediocrity for a little bit for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let's just go through it. Uh, Natalia. Um, I don't see her winning this, but um, the argument for her is she's kind of like WWE's at, at this point in her, her career. She's basically the women's division and WWE's like kind of safety net Mac. Yep. Where it's like, like anytime we need something just, you know, done that can be, you know, anytime we need something done, go get Natalia to do it. She's our safety net. So maybe, maybe she wins it. And, and, uh, you know, I could see her walking around with a, with a black and pink briefcase. That would, uh, that'd be all right. Uh, Dana Brooke, there's no chance in hell. I think Dana Brooke comes away with this. Um, feels like Dana Brooke just got the Nia Jax spot here. Cause Nia Jax, unfortunately get well soon. Nia, because she tore both her knees up like a few weeks before this mm-hmm. this happened. God, poor 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 lady. Can't wait till she gets back. But uh, we probably won't see her till 2020, just based on what I know about ACL injuries. Um, but uh, you know, get well soon. Get back on TV soon now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see Dana Brooke going over. They've been trying to give her this like weird mini push, but it's just not working. I, I um, don't think she's really going anywhere. And I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I don't think she's meant for anything more than low medium card. Yeah. She I just agree. never really seems to come together and click with anything. No, no rapport with the audience. She's not great on the mic. It, her in works in ring stuff is like, you know, C plus at best. Like, I don't want to say she's trash. She's not trash, but like she's, doesn't exactly do anything that sets the world on fire, right? So back when she was a bit more muscular, you could have had that in a gimmick too. But now True. she doesn't well, have that. The, the, yeah, but the problem is with, with the muscular thing. The muscular thing only works if you're also tall. And Dana Brooke is short, even for a lady. And like, I don't like not that I'm short shaming or anything. I'm just saying that look doesn't work because then like. What about thick mama pump? 
she's also oh god i love her so much <laughs> like um jordan grace is but like i mean if you put jordan grace next to dana brooke that's no, that's no contest though mac because like like dana brooke like um jordan grace has the power to actually like kind of lift up girls that i don't know if dana brooke has perhaps uh-huh. i'm wrong i mean i hope i if dana brooke you know can do that and then goes on and and proves me wrong uh, no one will be happier than me. Well, well, your point your point's very valid though. Jordan Grace yeah. looks more threatening and has yeah, more because character. Because she is thicker is the thing, right? <laughs> she has she has that like she has that look where it's like you know like you wouldn't want to get into a bar fight with fucking Jordan Grace, right? And she'll get low and fucking spear you through a damn table. She'll use that low center of gravity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, Dana Dana also like like. Yeah, and like her muscular is more like fitness model sort of a thing too, right? And it, which uh, you know, good for her and all which that. Which it's but... not enough to rely on it. Yeah, gimmick exactly. Either. Just like you really... put her exactly because like you, you put her next to friggin' um, Charlotte Flair, who's you know like six one or whatever, and it's just it's it's no contest, right? She just looks too small, and I, I hate it because it's like i hate that like the size should determine it but it's also she's not very good in the ring so that, there's that yeah yeah um, yeah zelina vega isn't very big but she has some character other women haven't exactly. been all that big but and they've she's had great character. on the mic right yeah she's yeah. so good on the mic is is the thing right yeah um naomi um i mean maybe She's they a maybe. Can, She's another can, one that's kind of like Natalia. You can always kind of give yeah, it to her. exactly. And you, if she wins, they could give her the glow-in-the-dark briefcases, right? So she yeah. comes out, and like the briefcase would be glowing in the dark when she does her weird blacklight entrance. So that would be kind of cool. Um, I mean, not a lot of build-up storyline-wise for Naomi in terms of arguing why she would go over, but uh, if she did, I'd be like, cool, let's go with this now. Um, Bailey, we already discussed why Bailey might go over. Uh, Mandy Rose uh, has the best odds. Ember Moon, I freaking love Ember Moon, but and she's plus 300. She's got the third best odds um, in this match, but uh, I, I don't see any like she's just not she's she's barely back from her injury she just doesn't have the oomph right now no right? she do, doesn't have the momentum yeah. Yeah. and honestly i don't think she's gotten over as much as i think she should have i agree part of that was um the, the, she was getting hot and then the the injury happened so that's that's sucks so she'll she'll have yeah. to, but your point is completely valid i didn't like i remember after that like that that was last that was two years ago wrestle like two wrestlemanias ago right like like wrestlemania uh 2018 um i remember she got called up i think the day after wrestlemania because i remember like freaking nia Jax introduced her as while she was the champion um and i i just remember it was like we got to get ember moon up she is so ready to to come up but it just it hasn't clicked with the audiences uh as well as it has, but she's so damn good in the ring that it's eventually going to happen if they just keep at it. Uh, in, Hope so. In my opinion. Uh, Carmella, she's been kind of cooled off recently. As much as I enjoy that character, I don't see her going over for a second Money in the Bank contract. Um, but, Probably you know, not. Probably not. Just, yeah, just wouldn't make sense. Uh, Nikki Cross um, had kind of a weird... I mean, obviously, this has been one of the worst call-ups we've had, Mac. Um, you think so? Well, she hasn't 
really done like like she got called up and, and I'm not blaming her I'm saying they've handled her call up terribly oh um, yeah, okay I'm not saying she's been bad and it's her like I'm, I'm saying that like we have this slew of NXT call-ups uh, that have happened recently that just haven't worked out and frankly a lot of it's because they had kind of screwed up a few of them like you look at ec3 right who was dead on arrival they gave him all these vignettes of like ec3 he's coming and then he has like a couple of matches with um fucking john moxley who's now who like is now out right and uh yeah friggin and, and is gone but like nikki cross came up the first like she basically she came up had a match with becky who was white hot becky at the time and then she lost to Becky on Raw, or sorry, on SmackDown, on, like, her call-up match. Never a good sign when that happens. And uh, it's been kind of, she's been kind of treading water ever since. And then they do this weird spot with her, they do this weird thing with her on Raw, where they kind of flip-flop her character. Because Alexa Bliss, now, this may have... This may have happened because of the Alexa Bliss injury we now know about, but Alexa Bliss, she, Alexa Bliss starts talking to Nikki Cross in the back, complaining about how you know she can't wrestle because her gear didn't arrive because uh, you know her luggage or some shit. <laughs> and then Nikki Cross goes, "Oh, I'm so sad for you," and not as crazy Nikki Cross either, right? As like regular human being Nikki Cross, uh, just goes, "Oh, I'm so sad for you," and and. The <laughs> Uh, Alexis is like, well, can you fight for me? And she goes, um, I guess. And then <laughs> goes out there. And then when her music hits, she's crazy Nikki Cross again. She's like running out there screaming and doing the whole thing. And I'm just like, well, this is fucked up. Kind of right. Like just the way they were flip-flopping. But then she went over on Monday, but then they really made it seem like Alexa was going to turn Nikki Cross into one of her lackeys or some shit. So the argument for Nikki Cross randomly going over Mac is if she wins and then Alexa Bliss starts like fucking with her and somehow figures out a way to steal the briefcase from her. That was a long-winded way of me saying that, basically. But, uh, I don't know. Can you see Nikki Cross? Like, <laughs> uh, um, Can, can, can you see the... Nikki Cross randomly going over? You know, I would be cool uh, with all that, and I think there's a slim possibility. Uh, she's kind of a callback to... I don't know. I kind of think of, like, crazy Ken Shamrock, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think this sort of is a, a similar appeal. I don't know. Maybe Vince likes it. But, like, uh, and, and to be a member of a stable, right, mm-hmm. with the mastermind sort of determining for her to go out there and get mm-hmm. the belt maybe just to lose it uh, later and stuff like that, that actually fits, you know, patterns that have we that we've, that we've seen before. So that's that's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh feels like they're gonna let mandy rose go over but like it's just weird because i just i don't see natalia winning i definitely don't see dana brooke winning naomi maybe but probably not bailey but the only reason would be for them to do a slap in the face thing to uh sasha banks uh and then carmella no nikki cross is a last minute addition probably not and ember moon doesn't have any momentum right now so i can't see it so i don't know by default i guess i'm saying mandy rose is going over although i'm not happy about that i gotta say although i guess she could get some fancy gold briefcases and walk around with that uh so who knows uh women's money in the bank who goes over mac uh i just don't want it to be her 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do my wishful thinking here, mm. and I'm gonna say they don't know what to do, mm. so they default um to Natalia. All right, uh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna pick Mandy Rose, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that Bailey goes over. I think I think that would be story wise. I think that would give them the most. Uh, the most juice, I think, would would be if, if Bailey goes over, but who knows? Because if Mandy Rose wins, then it's just like, I don't know. If if Mandy Rose goes over, then it's just another blonde that's like fighting with Becky Lynch, right? Although Becky Lynch would just be able to do her thing where she's like, oh Jesus, another blonde woman coming after my belts, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, so maybe maybe there's a, a reason for them to have Mandy Rose go over. All right, that's it. Puts a capper on uh, Money in the Bank uh, 2019. I feel like we put more effort into uh, this pay-per-view than the uh, WWE had. Ooh, <laughs> shots, fi- shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. Uh, crossover Podcast available at the uh, crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to download, but please, or sorry, you do not have to listen, but please download. I always fuck that catchphrase up. Please download load uh the crossover podcast um we'll be back next week definitely talking about the finale episode of game of thrones so look out for that uh we'll probably go that podcast might be a little bit longer than than normally we go just because it's a big moment it's a big deal it's a big deal the 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 last show that we will probably all watch in real time is ending mac so uh that'll likely be a long podcast but we'll see how it goes uh, so look for that probably uh, Tuesday of next week. Um, next time you will be on Mac, uh, I believe we'll be in a couple of months because uh, we'll do SummerSlam, which is in Canada this year. It's actually in Toronto. They're doing a whole weekend in uh, at the ACC. I believe they do. Uh, t- they're doing Takeover Toronto on the Saturday, then SummerSlams on the Sunday, and then Raw SmackDown. We'll all be in. Uh, Ron Smackdown will be on the ACC as well. So they're going to be in Toronto for a little bit for, for an entire weekend, basically. So that's pretty cool. It is. Um, maybe we'll try to go to one of those. Uh, we'll see. Let's do that. Uh, Mac, uh, thanks for coming on and doing this with me as always, man. Good to have you. Yep. Thank you for having me. Uh, take care, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.